Hi, I'm Jeanette. And I'm Zeke. Welcome to another episode of Oh My Geekers, a podcast where we geek out about anything and everything. This week, my dad and I chatted with Yossi, a citizen of both the U.S. and Israel. Yossi shares his take on some of the recent peace deals we've seen in the news and what it's like to immigrate to the Middle Eastern nation of Israel. So grab some falafel and hummus and enjoy. All right, joining us on the phone today is Yossi. He is a uh, Messianic Jew. He's got dual citizenship in the United States and Israel. Uh, Yossi, can you hear me okay? I can. How are you today? We're doing good, man. Uh, good. Thank you for, for joining us today. Um, you, I don't know if you maybe heard uh, or not, but um, it's kind of a big day. We are recording this on September 11th. Uh, this episode will probably air here in the next, uh, next couple weeks, but it uh, was announced today that um, Israel and I, I believe uh, Bahrain, came to an agreement uh, to, to, for them to recognize uh, the state of Israel. And uh, it's kind of big news. I know this is like the second time in the past two weeks that um, Israel's been in the news. And as a citizen, I mean, what, what, is, your, what is your take on, on that? And um, what, what would the everyday guy on the street uh, in Israel um, think about this news? Well, well, I think it's, you know, I think it's a really good concept. You know, I think the, um, it's like the wave of immigration. You know, the, the biggest thing in Israel, the biggest mitzvah, I would say, in all four, four corners of the earth is to, you know, come back home to Israel as a Jew. And the biggest mitzvah in the Hebrew context would be to come back to Israel. And so as a citizen living, you know, in Israel, uh, you know, we've made peace with Jordan. We've made peace with, you know, we've made peace with Egypt. And, we, and you know, we've made peace with, uh, you know, Turkey, believe it or not. And so we've, we're trying to make peace. We've, we've always been the peacemakers. And Israel's, uh, uh, as a Jewish nation, Israel's always been a, a peacemaker. Even, even the Talmud, you know, in the Jewish Talmud and the, and the uh, Mishnah and all that, you know, basically... You know, we're peaceful. We're peaceful. Uh, uh, you know, state. We're a Jewish state, but we're peaceful. And so, I think that peace agreement is one step closer to being not only recognized by the rest of the Arab League and the and the rest of the world, but you know, by by just bringing the consulates from all the other countries and and seeing that Israel has a lot to bring, not only to the rest of the world, but to the to the you know. Just to the peace process. That's our gesture of saying, hey, look, we're willing to give peace, and we don't have to give up our land, because it's our land, and that's a whole new segment, but <laughs> that answers your question on that. So I think Benjamin Netanyahu is doing a very good job. I think, you know, um, President uh, Donald Trump has done an excellent job on, on you know, bringing you know, a peace agreement together. And I think there's going to be some bad players in there. Yeah. There's always someone that's trying to, you know, is, is wanting or willing to, you know, try to um, mess things up or throw a monkey wrench in, in all these, uh, you know, agreements or um, I don't know, any, sure. any sort, any, any time you're trying to make peace, there's always going to be, you know, obviously Satan's going to be opposed to it, but you know, there's uh 
that that's always driving um you know any sort of unrest over there how what is the mood there right now um i know you're in the midwest right now but i mean you you obviously have you know friends and probably uh you know close contacts within the state i think our eyes are on on the process and i think our eyes are on the process of what's next as far as who's going to recognize us next and what's what's in it for this peace agreement and so some some israelis you know uh have talked about hey we're not going to give up the land for peace process and this peace plan consists of you know what what are we going to do with the palestinians the, and, and and how's that going to work out with you know the, the 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 palestinian state trying to you know bring in their peace plan into this whole agenda and so and I, I don't really see you know i don't i don't know that's going to be a political uh, uh issue with the with uh, the Likud and all the other parties that are involved right now and so i think our eyes are on 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 the whole you know what's going to happen because you got to think we've been making aliyah we've been absorbing into israel for generations now we've always been in israel you know we we ever since you know the beginning we've been there but the aliyah uh absorption has been going on for 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 years and so you know the the basically it's coming down to what who's going to recognize this next and what are we where are we going to go with this and so we're not going to give up land because land's not going to be going to be the issue here i don't think it's going to be the issue i think it's going to be how we can as a nation um get along and we have been and um you know allowing so we're doing good. I, I see, I really see a, a, a real good peace process here so far. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of land to, to give up there, man. It's a very small, small, uh, small place. So, um, well, I don't know. Tell, tell a little bit of your story, I guess. So I go back and forth. I, I travel back and forth a, a lot. And, you know, I've seen the changes from, you know, you know we got to look at, we have to see. We have to see that the, the in 1948, let's go back, let's rewind this back to May of 1948. We see the Declaration of the Independence at the beginning of the immigration wave. And we see the immigrants, how, you know, we absorbed so many immigrants after the Holocaust and have, after, you know, we, we had so much a wave of immigrants coming in. And then we see, you know, the, the immigration coming in from, from Aliyah, from the Arab countries, and you know we see we, we see a mass exodus happening, and we see you know we see it, and we're we're, we're it's it's changing. Israel's changing dramatically in a good way. And last week, about two weeks ago, we just had Mexico come in with it with a wave of immigrants. It's a blessing, and it's a it's a mitzvah. And so we have a lot of you know immigrants, especially from the 1990s. We were able to from the Soviet Union when it collapsed. We had more than a million Soviet Jews come to Israel, and it was a massive influx of new immigrants. And it hit the Jewish state, and we learned how to adapt. And then now we have North America and South uh, Africa Jews and England Jews making that immigration to Israel, especially Ethiopian Jews from all around, you know, from all around the world. But we do have, but we do have, and forgive me for talking so much. It's a lot to say because it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on. We see the changes in Israel. So we see uh, a, a lot of Jews coming from everywhere around the world, and we see a Aliyah, a beautiful thing happening 
and we see, you know, different Jews with, you know, absorption ideas and how we're absorbing them. And it's, it's, it's housing, it's education. And I think preparation is a key. And the Jewish state is doing a very good job of it. And the airplanes fly, they land. But the question is, how do we make the citizens feel welcomed? And how do we make the parents feel at home? And so the obstacles are there. But I think that the, the, the big key and the big role for the agencies, the Jewish agencies and, and the Jewish state of Israel is to, you know, um, on a national level, plan and have good concepts uh, of, of absorption. And they're doing a very good job of it. And so, and if that's, if that's strange, I don't know what's, what it is, but it's, it's normal to me. I mean, it's awesome. I, I, we all get along. I mean, there's going to be times when we don't, but as far as, you know, troubleshooting, we get along good. I mean, it's, talk a little you know, bit about that. I mean, as far as like, you know, uh, there's, you know, in America, there is a, um, Obviously, Israel's um, situation is way different as far as immigration goes. But, you know, um, as, as someone who has dual citizenship, as someone who made that, that um, I don't what, yeah, what do, you, what do you call it again? Um, where yeah, you go? Right. So, so when, like, what is the, were you guys welcomed in? You know, did you feel like immediately part of it? Like, what was that whole process like for you? The process was unique, okay? So, once again, let's take January 2015. Events such as the Charlie uh, Hebdo shooting in, 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 in France. You had a, a hostage crisis that took, took place, and it was a shockwave. And, and the French Jewish community, as a, role, a result of those events, you know, they were persecuted. And so, you know, in 2015, you know, they, we, business and, and investors and Israelis, we, we, the startup investments, you know, we, 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 we proved, we, we planned them a way to make the Aliyah process and to bring in 250,000 more French Jews into Israel by the year 2030. And we're getting a lot of new Jews from Israel, I mean, from France absorbing in. But the question you're answering, asking is, is how, how do we feel? And, it, and, it, and it, I don't think it's a matter of how we feel. It's a matter of choice where the Jew wants to live. It's the Jewish Jewish people are strong no matter where we are. And I think uh, it's up to the that Jewish person, no matter where he is, to make his home. The Jewish state would love to make his home in Israel because they see that it's better for him and better for us because, let's face it, a lot of Jews are persecuted. And especially after that uh, terrorist attack in France, you, you, you see the, the safety net where they can come home. Every Jew has a right to come home. And so I felt, as myself, very comfortable um, when the plane landed. And, and I felt very secure and, you know, very loved and very taken care of. And, and um, yeah, we have a lot of Jews making Aliyah in the top countries. You know, or Russia, Ukraine, United States, and and you know, uh, I think getting along with a lot of these different countries and Jews absorbing is the key. And how we come together as a as a, a Jewish nation and focus on 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 what's next as absorption. So you got to think about it. Absorption. The United States, when they absorb, they absorb 
slowly, but Israel's absorbing in a large mass, you know, inflection. So you've got Russia, Ukraine, United States, France, you know, Belarus, Brazil, United Kingdom, Canada, Argentina, and so forth. Even Turkey, Venezuela, Germany, and the list goes on. <laughs> so we're coming back home from all four corners, and it's it's very interesting. And uh, it's very, it's strange, but it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Was it? Wasn't that prophesied in the book of Ezekiel? It was, you know. So, so if, if you take a look at the Bible, you can see in the Bible where, you know, God, you know, God, God wants, you know, all the Jews to, to come back to Israel. And so, basically, he wants us to absorb home from all corners. Like, it's just like... Uh, you know, look at what we have now, a Jewish state. It's amazing. We've always had one, but now we're more open and we're and we're and we're growing very fast. Um, you know, it, it's amazing. Yeah, that it is prophesied. It is so, and it's a blessing. So, what uh, would yeah. you know? We have we have listeners all, kind of all over the world now. Um, it's it's a trip to see where people are listening to this show. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about. If I let's say I was, uh, you know, if I was Jewish, and I'm listening, and I'm like, you know what, I, I think I'm gonna look into um, going going home. What would well, I, what would you I, say to I, expect? I'm sorry, I, w- I would say Deuteronomy. It's you know, chapter thirty, one through five. You know, the gathering of Israel is important. You know, and it's biblical. And so, you know. It's important, you know, gathering as a Jewish, the diaspora and being gathering back to a Jewish nation, which we already were. I'm sorry, the diaspora. So in Deuteronomy 30, uh, you know, it was it was given by Moses to us, Israel, Israel Jews, you know, prior to the entrance of the land of Israel, Eretz Israel, you know, we were promised Israel and we had Israel. We, we were, you know, we were captive. Remember, in the Bible, we were captive, but Ezekiel encouraged the people of, of, of Israel with the promise of the future gathering of the exiles to the land of Israel. And so, the, the, you know, the Hatikvah, the hope of the return of the Israelites, and the ex, you know, we're, we're coming home now, and, and, and God is gathering us. Moses' promise is there. God's promise is there. The prophets in Isaiah, it's, it's there. You know, it, it's there. And so... I would say to the Jew that wants to yearn home is to come home. The Jewish, the Jew always belongs in Israel. This is where the Jew belongs, um, and that's what I would say. And so, what would that process look for them? Like, what what could they expect when they um, they start that that process of uh, what did it look like for you as an as an American? Well, I think uh, everybody's different, so everyone makes Aliyah for different reasons. Um, some give up their life to come to Israel, and some make it for religious re- religions. Some make it for because it's easier as a Jew to live in a in, in a Jewish state. And I would say, you know, literally, I would I would say the process is it's not very you know it's not very it's it's not very complicated. And I think um, the Aliyah process takes time, sure. And but the state of Israel is there to help. 
the uh, the Jewish person that wants to come home. And so, you know, it's it's there. And the law, you know, the law of return is there. And the, uh, you know, they're welcome home. How long did the process take for you, for you? Was it like a year? Was it a, a year? Yeah, a good year for, for, and I think what I would say to the Jew that wants to come home is plan. Every Jew needs to plan big time before they make that move. And the agency of Israel, Jewish agency will help them. And there's many programs that will help them. Uh, but I think the biggest thing to do is if you're Jewish, talk to your rabbi, you know, and talk to, uh, you know, the Jewish resources and, and see what's good for you to uh, make Aliyah. And, and, you know, to the Jew who wants to go home and, and, and allow them to come home freely. And the Jewish state makes it easier. So when they arrive, they are given a, a real, you know, genuine, genuine generous uh, absorption uh, uh, package. And, um, they help them learn Hebrew and and uh, they call it the Ulpan and they 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 start from the letter of of you know all the way from A to Z and it's Dalet Bet Gimel Dalet Hey Vav Zayin Chet Tet Yud Kaf Lamed Mem Nun Samatayin Pesadik Kuf Reshim Tav and they learn from there and they they speak Hebrew and they teach them and they integrate they they help them it's 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 everything's hard at first but I think. If you go to Israel for the wrong intentions, and it's not going to work out. But if you go for the right intentions, it'll work out. It's it for me. So Jerusalem is a very important uh, city. So what? Uh, you you're messianic. So uh, a messianic Jew. So uh, meaning you believe in the Bible. So. Uh, what would you say, uh, how would you say that, uh, Jerusalem is better than Tel Aviv? Well, in... of course, I, I would say, I would say Tel Aviv is a, is a very liberal city now. And it always kind of has. Um, I think, uh, Jerusalem is the holiest city in the world. And, and Jerusalem for, uh, any Jew whether they be Messianic or Jewish, uh, I, I, I would very much say that Jerusalem is a very holy city. And, and in Jerusalem, you know, it's more about holiness and being, you know, being one with, uh, with, with God, you know. And so for the Jew, it's very important. Um, Tel Aviv, on the other hand, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's quite the opposite. So, you know, it's 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 a hustle and bustle. It's like Las Vegas at night. Only it's uh, you know it's <laughs> it's the city that never sleeps in Israel. And um, <clears throat> I'm not saying it's a bad city. I just say it's a it's a different plateau. It's a different city as far as Israel. And so in it in Jerusalem, you know you have the Judean mountains between the Mediterranean and the Dead Sea. And it's one of the oldest cities in the world, and so it's 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 one of the whole it's one of the holiest three major, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, cities in the world. You have the Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. But I think the most part is it's a holy city. It's where one person gets right with their maker, and I think that uh, Tel Aviv is uh, quite the opposite. So I could get uh, lobster in Tel Aviv, but probably not in Jerusalem, is what you're saying. 
Probably not. <laughs> unless you went on a, unless you went on the back door of someone's house or somewhere that dead there. <laughs> so as as a messianic Jew being there, what was that? What was that like? You know, did you um, experience persecution? Was were they open to you? Um, what what was that whole experience like? We have a lot of freedoms in America that I'm sure you have there as well, but maybe culturally it would be a lot different. Yeah, well, I think I think for the most part is Israel is a very Israel is a democracy. It's the only democracy in the Middle East. And so Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. And well, not like the whole, you know what I'm saying? It's the only, it's mostly the, it's, you know, it's more Americanized. So, so in Israel, it, I don't proselyze. I, I don't, I don't think as a, as a messianic, you know, you know, that's the biggest misconceptions of, of, of the of, of the Christian faith is, yeah, we should get out there now and, and, and proselyze and do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't think doing that is the way we need to do it. I think we need to live it. And so Yeshua lives in me, and I don't go out and proselyze into the Jewish state of Israel. I never did. And so I think the key is being a Messianic, is staying in your, in your Messianic synagogue, and if a Jew wants to come to Jesus, I think it's important that they see Yeshua in you, and you don't jab it down their throat. That to me is is the biggest the biggest uh, misconcept in the Christianity faith. I think Jesus was more relaxed as far as he wasn't like get out there and chase people. He was more like allow him to live in you and let his love in you, outworking in you, produce the fruit of his Holy Spirit. And so, and, 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 and I think that it's important as a messianic that we not engage and slam the Jewish state of Israel. And I'm not saying you are, I'm saying as a believer, I think we need to love, love, love the Jewish state because God said in the end that we, there will be a remnant and, and there is always going to be a remnant and Jews are a very important you know, community, and I think it's important that as a messianic, we love them and show God's love, and not not get out there and cram Jesus down there. There, you know, right? It's not the way. And so in Israel, I never went out and proselytized and said, "Hey, you know, Jesus, Jesus." I, I don't do that, and everyone and everyone knows me that they. I don't do that. It's not my style. Uh, and I, I don't think I'd ever do that. I mean, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus never w- went out there. He walked, and yes, he claimed to be the Messiah, but he never went out there and, and said, go get him now. He, hey, he ate with the tax collectors. He ate with the, you know, he healed the sin. He, you know, I mean, it's it's there. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's the biggest misconception. How difficult is it in Israel to find a, a messianic uh gathering or i don't know if you call them church over there but there's but... synagogues and they're, they're, it's not difficult at all i think the problem is is the misconception of the messianic um question to you is was jesus a messianic 
if you think about it, he was a Jew, right? But he, but he's God. So he's not a messianic. He's God, right? So what, what is the, what, what the concept? Of what I'm trying to say is, is in Israel, I think if you go around, you know, you know, if you, if you, if you just be yourself, I think that's what, that's what it's about. Be yourself. Don't try to be something that you're not and, and, and work out your own salvation. People will see that. Really, they will. And, and mm-hmm. Israel doesn't have a problem with messianics. It, it's the problem with proselytizing and forcing Christianity upon Jews who really don't want to believe. And so I think that's that's what I'm talking about. So, so like America, um, you know, at least, you know, I... I so I probably should back up a little bit. So the first time I ever went to Israel, well, the only time I ever went to Israel was with uh, was with Yoshi, and um, this was back in 2005. And I mean, my experience was that the for the most part it was pretty pretty secular. Um, you know, I don't remember uh, really bumping into um, uh, we, you and I were there on our own. We weren't there with a group or anything, so you know it was just just us, <laughs> and we didn't really run into a whole lot of believers. And uh, you know, I don't remember outside of Jerusalem anyway getting that um, that vibe like it was a, a very religious, um, you know, part of the See, world. That's the beauty of Ju- of Judaism. Judaism teaches that in the Torah that, and every rabbi will tell you that they don't, they don't even proselytize or they don't even in the in the Torah they, it's forbidden to. It's mostly I wouldn't say forbidden, but it's not. They don't go out and try to. Right, they're not knocking on doors and stuff. You know. No, they never, and they never do. And so a Jew is never forced to come to to the synagogue. So I think. What you're, what you're, what you're trying to say, and it's a good point, is the community is really strong, and Israel is what you make it. If you want to be a Jew and be Judaism, you may go, and you may practice Judaism. All is welcome. If you are a Messianic, there's a Messianic place for you there. If you're, if you don't want to be holy, Tel Aviv's a good place to live. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Get a ham sandwich if you want. And I think when we were there, we seen that you and I. Yeah, and I took you there. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was it was a big a big shock because um, yeah. you know we we were in Jerusalem for a good week and a half or so, and then we went to Tel Aviv for the last part of the trip, and it was a big shock because here you are in this um, you know Jerusalem's. Uh, I thought it was a beautiful city. And, um, man, you go to Jerusalem or you go to uh, Tel Aviv and it was like, whoa, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know, it's, it is, it's like, uh, San Diego, New York and Las Vegas kind of all wrapped up into, into one city. And, um, it was, uh, it was, and it was hot and it was just, it was shocking. <laughs> A lot of a lot of heat. Yeah, it was it was so. super humid. So when when you and I were there back in 2005, we were there at the height of the Gaza pullout, 
And right. uh, well, they were actually, it hadn't happened yet. There were demonstrations going on and there was a lot of uh, tension at that, at that time. I think it was about a month away from actually happening. We were there in July of 2005 and I think it happened, you know, shortly afterwards. But, um, you know, that was a long time ago now. That was what, 15, 14 years ago. What, what yeah, does it look so, like now? What's the climate now? Well, here was the, so the, the Israeli disengagement from Gaza was a, it was a, you know, it was an Israeli-Palestinian peace process that we, Ariel Sharon, my prime minister at the time, tried to, you know, make peace by giving up, you know, Gaza. We say Gaza in Hebrew, not Gaza, because Gaza is the, you know, and here's, here's another thing you might want to listen to. You know, after the, he made that agreement, and Israel settlers were were pushed out of there, you know, because I live in a settlement and I live in a Jewish settlement in uh, in Jerusalem, uh, and I do I have a house there, and so I would say, you know, I live in the I live in the uh, you know I live in the no I live in the Malay Adamim in the Jewish settlement, and so I would say after that, sadly, you know, Ariel Sharon slipped into a coma, and yeah. And and he yep. stayed in Iraq for years, yeah. and and so the you know the Israeli settlers received like it was like two hundred thousand you know in compensation compensation for leaving, but you know there was you know twenty one settlements had to leave that strip and relocate, and it was right. very bad. And after that, we were rockets were fired right out, right. You know, the next week after we, they, you know, right out, they just started firing rockets at us. Yeah. So a lot of us moved to um, the Jordan Valley and, and then a lot of major settlements like Mali Adamim, and that's where I'm from. I'm from Mali Adamim, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and that's where my house is. And we, we relocated to, I relocated, we're, I, I ended up going to Mali Adamim when I went to Israel. So you know, we, we're going to, that's in Jerusalem, but they say it's in the West Bank territory, which I disagree. It's in the, green line but but it's it's in the judean desert which has always been ours so but you know ariel sharon he made a mistake in my book and he yeah. should have never ever wrote that letter to george bush wanted to advance into a uh a, a peace settlement so i, yeah. I was against it yeah no and it was it was pretty pretty dramatic when we were there you know right. kids protesting in the streets and there were those orange ribbons everywhere and you know you could you could feel the tension you could feel like it was a kind of everything was about to go off and you know sadly it did and you know the images of these families being forced out of their out of their homes which they had been there for years and years and years um it it was really heartbreaking I don't know if you know this, but in 2004, you know, Sharon's government approved that uh, disengagement plan. And a lot of people don't know this, but his son uh, had a lot to say in that. But there was a there was an approval of 14 to 7 majority. But the the national union ministers and the cabinet members, Abigail Lieberman and, and Leon, dismissed the cabinet. And they, uh, they dismissed from the cabinet. And they pretty much, you know, the Lacruz cabinet, Sipi Livni went on they went on it, it was a big big you know showdown and we ended up pulling out and the idf you know ended up going in to and we ended up having more wars because of they would not stop firing rockets at us so right you know 
yeah. And so, you know, Sharon said that, you know, it would, it would be peace, but I had never seen the peace. I'm seeing more peace now with the agreement that we're having with the Arab, Arab nation. So, yeah. What is, what is the feeling there, I guess, among the so-called Palestinian? I mean, is, do you think that they're growing tired of this? I mean, constant, um, you know, they're, they're basically used in my opinion as props, um, yeah. by, by the Arab nations to kind of stoke that anti, um, anti-Israel, you know, oh, the, you know, the Israel's Israelites came in and, or, you know, the, the nation of Israel came in and stole the land, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, um, I don't believe that, you know, for a second, but, you know, do you think that the everyday guy living in, in Gaza, um, you know, just tired and just, you know, man, let's just, let's just have peace so that we can all get on with our lives or. You know, that is a very good question, you know, and you want to know the answer to that? I'll tell you, I have that answer and it's quick and easy. The answer is recognize Israel as a Jewish state and, you know, recognize us and recognize that Israel has a right to exist. We've been there before anybody. Um, Adrian, uh, uh, Emperor Hadrian coined the name Palestine. It wasn't even named Palestine. Right. It was always Jerusalem. And I think if, you know, the... The Arabs would recognize Israel. The the Philistinians would uh, recognize Israel as a Jewish state. I think that uh, you know that's the first step to peace and understand that the IDF. And let me tell you something for your listeners. You may not know this, but Israel, the IDF has, you know, the IDF has Arabs serving in the army right. and right. And <laughs> we yeah. have. We have generals that are IDF, Arab, Israelis, that are joining the IDF, and they want to serve the IDF as right. Muslim soldiers. And they, they feel happy. They, they know that, that, that a Muslim and IDF can serve, and a lot of people don't understand that they can serve and that, you know, it, it, it's not dangerous. Right. We, trust, we trust them. Right. And... You know, it's it's happening. You know, the other Arabs are saying, "Hey, you know what? IDF, they're they're accepting Muslim soldiers and Christian soldiers, and and it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a democracy." And so, female soldiers, Muslim female IDF soldiers are coming in, and it's amazing to see the equality that Israel has to offer other. Uh, you know, the, the Middle East that other Middle Eastern countries will never offer a woman in general. Right. So, right. Yeah. There's, there's, they're in the battalion unit. There's, uh, you know, so the Palestinian villages, um, you know, uh, have, uh, IDS soldiers that are there and they, and, you know, in the lines, they're the lines of the Jordan Valley battalion. They, they execute operations in the Judea and Samaria and they, they have, you know, they, they're in our army. We serve together. We love, we live together. We eat together and we love together. And a lot of media like CNN and other, other liberal media, they, they try to throw us under the bus. And I think sure. the world's starting to see that now. Yeah. 
yeah what is what is kind of the the vibe there um outside of say you know the 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 idf and the military you know um you know when we were there you know this was years ago so i'm sure it was it was way different many years ago Uh, yeah, it was over over a decade ago, but you know what? I there there were there were areas that we were um, that we were at that you know there were there were, we were surrounded by Arabs and no big deal, you know, it was just kind of normal normal life, and I felt safe, and we you know went ate and did whatever it was we were doing for the day, and then there were times where we were in maybe a little shadier areas and we, you know, we were like, well, I think it's time to leave. But I mean, what is the, yeah, I mean, I, I think what a lot of people don't understand is that, I, I was just going to say, I think a lot of people don't understand that it is very um, mixed there, you know, the, the cultures and... Um, Let me explain to you. The IDF has a unit called the 585. And it's made up of volunteers from Israel's Bedouin and, and Arab Christians. And so you have Lieutenant Colonel uh, Ayada, his name is. He's the commander of the IDF Unit 585. And, and you know, it's, uh, you know it's, a, it's a strong unit. And so they ward off threats from the Gaza Strip and, and other threats. And so they ward off Egypt, Hamas, uh, 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 uh you know, issues, they, they get rid of the Hamas, you know, terrorist group, and they, uh, you know, we live together in peace. It's a, it's a Druzy also. I don't know if you know this, but we have a Druzy. It's D-R-U-Z-E. I, 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 I wish you would Google it. We have a Druzy, uh, you know, uh, Arab, uh, uh, you know, uh, outfit that's in the IDF Unit 585, and it's full of men who, who volunteer all the time. And they're very faithful. In fact, there was a terrorist attack against us Jews in the synagogue. And uh, I, 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 I do believe the Bedouin soldiers and the Arab soldiers came in there and they eliminated the, the, uh, the threat that was against us Jews. So we have, we have Shalom in, in, the, in the IDF with Arabs. We, 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 we have a very special unit and we're very proud. Of the of the Arab units and the Christian units that are there to serve Israel and to protect our borders, and we take our hats off to them. That's awesome. That's, awesome. That's really cool. Absolutely, Israel is a democracy. That's that's what is the beauty of Israel. And as a Jew, you can know that you're protected in Israel. You're going to be protected. You're going to be able to go freely with your kippah, with your yarmulke on your head. You're not going to have the issues, the stare downs, the throw downs, the look at the Jew or this or that. You're not going to have the anti-Semitism that you're going to have in uh, parts of Europe, uh, not all Europe. You're not going to have the anti-Semitism that you're going to have in uh, Russia and also in, you know, uh, in the uh, Morocco or Ethiopia. And so... You're going to see the peace in Israel. Baruch Hashem to, you know, whoever wants to make Aliyah, I think it's a good thing to do. And and we're all together. We all serve together and we all we all love together. And I think the barriers have been broken from the uh, negative uh, thoughts about Israel. Awesome. One of the things that uh, Yossi has going on is he has a podcast that uh, is doing quite well. He's He's been doing it now for since the beginning of the year, I believe, uh, called Growing in His Word. 
where he teaches um, through the Bible. He's he's actually going through the New Testament right now. We we have growing in his word. It was made to teach verse by verse, and it's something that I enjoy to do. I I, I love to teach the Bible, and you know it's uh, it's on every podcast. You can find us anywhere you want. Uh, our podcast is on. Uh, you know we're on every podcast. So just Google growinginhisword.com, and and we're on iHeartRadio. We're on you name it, we're on there. We're 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 there, and um, yeah, we'll add a we'll add a link uh, in the description that you could click on to, to get to his podcast. Cool, um, I, man. Is there is there anything that I guess you could uh, that you want to leave us with, as far as um, you know, sure. either a message oh. to people that want to visit Israel, Jews that want to come home, um, yeah. people that want to yeah. you know best support. You know, a lot of a lot of Christian believers, they a lot of you know Christians, they they love yeah. they love Israel, they love the Jewish people. How, how could they um, support? Obviously, in oh, prayer. How, but here's how, here's how you could give back to the you know the biggest thing the biggest thing for a Christian to do is to help a Jew. I believe that in my heart, and so I believe the Christian community. You know, if they want to donate, they should donate to the Jewish agency, okay? The Jewish agency reaches out to the lost, to, to the Jews, wherever they are, to help them bring them back home. Um, I would say prayer. Um, on a Christian note, for the Christians, I would say um, go to the Jewish agency and donate, if you feel led, donate to the Jewish agency uh, of Israel. That's where you're going to do the most uh, help for the Lord. You're going to bring back the Jew home where he belongs, and you're, you're going to be doing a great thing for the Jewish state of Israel. Secondly, secondly, for the Jew, both, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Yom Yom, both, Israel, Aliyah, is cool, but it's a good mitzvah for you, and, 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 you're, and it's the Jewish way. It's, you know, come home. You belong in Israel. It's Israel. So this is your uh, mitzvah, and, and you, you have a right to come home. And when you, get, when you do come home, plan. Before you come, plan. Planning is the key, and Israel will make you feel at home. You belong home. Come home to the Jew. You're welcome. Well, Yoshi, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us this week, man. And I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with us and, and to share your experience. I'd love to have you back on the show again. Maybe we could talk about uh, the end times. You know, there's a lot going on in the news. It seems like every day, and um, I think it'd be really interesting to to take a dive and see, um, you know, just how all these events are are going to tie into uh, to end times prophecy and where Israel fits in that, and you know, all all the things yeah. that we read in the newspaper and. And uh, hear about um, these agreements or these um, world events and how they're shaping that that area. I think that'd be a, a, a lot of fun. Absolutely, you're welcome. And um, remember, uh, Israel Israel is a a fun place to go and visit. Please come and visit after the coronavirus. But yeah, <laughs> come to Israel, Gabe. I've taken you there, and it was the food is awesome. The people yeah. are awesome, and safety is. Is number one priority. It's 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 safe there. You can leave your door open at night. Don't believe the news. A lot of a lot of false liberal news. 
listen, Israel is a peaceful nation. Israel is a Jewish nation, but Israel is a nation who welcomes you no matter what. Come to Israel and see where, where the Lord fed the 5,000. Come to Israel and enjoy. Come to Israel. You'll love it and you'll never want to leave. <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. You can connect with Yossi by clicking on the links in the show notes. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Oh My Geeker!